We recorded this week's show before we heard the sad news of the passing of Kelvin Kiptum and his coach. We want to acknowledge his passing and pass on our condolences to his family and friends. Next week's show, we will discuss his career and the impact he's left on the athletics world and how his legacy will stand forever. The Runner's Diary Podcast with Brian and Damien. Welcome to Runner's Diary Episode 80. I'm Damien. I'm Andy. And I'm Brian. On this week's show, we'll have all the latest news, all of last week's results, our featured fixtures. And this week, our guest interview is with Rose Harvey and Steph McCall. That's all to come on this week's episode of the Runner's Diary Podcast. People don't know, but that was a couple of takes, but we got there in the end. (laughs) (laughs) All I I got to say is, thanks be to God, Rory isn't on this one. (laughs) Yeah, so... For those not listening, we had stumbled through our intro there, but we got there. Um, Andy's fault. So, as you hear, we have Andy Goulding with us again this week, our frequent uh, visitor, frequent guest. So, good to have you on, on with us again, Andy. All good? Yeah, good Good to be here as always. Thank you. Very good, very good. So, Andy, of course, you have a big event coming up this Sunday, coming. It's uh, yeah. a matter of um, a marathon. How has preparation been? Um, I think it's as good as I've ever been prepared, to be honest. Um, yeah, so like my trainers went as well as I could expect. So it's kind of out of my control now, really. You know yourself, it's a marathon, so anything, anything can happen yep. on the day. But I'm going in confident, so we'll see how it yeah. goes. So, so in, in, just... in full taper mode, you're not running as much, so that's why you're on here, passing the time. Yeah, I know a long run today, so I know what to do with myself. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me go on the podcast. <laughs> Brian, how has your week been? Interesting week. As I spoke last podcast, I didn't come through to Dungarvan 10 that well with a bit of a calf issue. And you know, I took Monday off and had a good chat with Paul Maloney there, our coach. And again, strongly recommend you take Monday off, which I did. Um, but I got to be honest, you, like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, my legs were just not right. I don't know what was going on. Um, did my long run yesterday and Saturday. Can't say they were great either, but I got through it okay. And then today I went out for nine miles and they felt as fresh as uh, anything. So it's just strange the way mm-hmm. things go. Maybe it took a couple of days to flush out. I am fine enough though. Like I am starting to kind of try and pull in all these 1% now. There's only nine weeks to go. So it's really getting, t- you know, I'm kind of tight marriages now at this stage, but like taking on a lot more water, yeah. foam rolling a bit more. Electrolytes actually, I think, might have been the secret. I started putting in a bit more electrolytes in the last couple of days there, and don't know. Maybe we'll see. No, I, 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 look, I yeah. honestly, I do think they make a big, big difference. Um, especially you know, like I would, double G, but I would sweat quite a lot um, when I'm running. Is you know, and you, you are losing a lot of salt, which you don't realize. So it is actually important that you do keep an eye on that as well. But um, mm. no, um, look, time is ticking down. Like after Andy is. What is it now? Six days away. You're nine yeah. weeks away. You know, the views so, Damien, how, far, how, so how far away are you from your race, Damien? Uh, about nine years, I'd say. <laughs> but I got five days this week, which is what I set out to do. Good stuff. Um, I took the rest day on the Monday, the bank holiday, which I planned to do. But as Andy texted me as well on the Tuesday, he was extremely proud of me because I actually went out where before I wouldn't have went out. I would have that, let that rest day you know, keep on going and going. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I actually got out and obviously a few days of shorter runs because I was doing, they're on the pitch, GA pitch. So there was a bit of cross-country training involved in that nearly as well. So it was great. I don't know, have you, have you found it, Damon? But like, we spoke about this 
when we were doing the challenge, how, you know, it was almost easy to go back out the following day because you were in that. Mm. But like, I have found one or two days this week, even though I have gone out, I've been fighting with myself a small bit to get out. Yeah. It's the, not coming the, the as easy as the motivation, yeah. the motivation to beat you is out there. And I mean that like yeah. as in, it, you need that. And like <laughs> I had that for years where I was trying to get when Andy was trying to topple me um, you know, in the races. So I had that oh motivation my God. to go out. And no, it was to to try to beat you in the streak, which I did as well. So, you know, these this motivation is is needed. Yeah. Before we move on, we gotta talk about last week's podcast as well. We got an absolutely brilliant reaction to Fergal O'Brien. Yeah. Um, I believe he got a lot of stick at his training night with Luke and Harriers. They even contacted us to say it. Hmm. Um, I was going I did, when I was listening back to it myself, I, I was going to listen to back to it again and count how many times it was actually mentioned <laughs> about the race. Because like, it must have been 10 plus anyway, like easily. Uh, yeah. Man, yeah. after my own heart, it's okay. It's all right. You, know, you, need, to, you yeah. need to mention these. They don't happen that often, Brian. So, you know, they, they, have, they have to be mentioned. Right. So obviously we had a big announcement which went out on Friday on our YouTube channel. So I please encourage people to go onto YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Um, you know, it's we about with the video with uh, Ken Nason for our 16 week uh, marital plan, which Andy is going to start in two weeks time for mm-hmm. his recovery for, you know, 14 weeks to Cork. Um, I won't be doing Cork. <laughs> it was it was amazing Friday night when I see a text coming through from Andy giving us praise actually for the idea. Did you see yeah. that one? Oh, yeah. yeah, I saw that. I think... This is really a good idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can for... be nice sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so no, no, again, look, yeah, we got great feedback again. Yeah, yeah I did. That. And look, I do think it's something that people will look back on as well. And you know, look, shit off. You know, I know views aren't everything, and. You know, it is nice to see piece. few people enjoy it and watch it and get the feedback from people. So we do hope people go out, watch it, get a few hints and tips. But most importantly, again, get questions into us. And we're going to put a, a post out over the next few days now where we're going to ask people to send in their questions because I can say it myself and, and Ken will be recording that episode on Thursday for next week. So we're going to have to have the questions in before Thursday. And and just for those who haven't uh, listened in yet, like we have a plan, a 16 week marathon plan, which will be going out over YouTube. So we'll be giving advice on what the runs actually are. The first one kicks off this week. So it's Monday to Sunday. Obviously, Monday we've done was a rest day at the moment. So Tuesday is the first run. But again, check back on our post from earlier in the week. We'll put it out there again tomorrow just with and, the marathon plan. And just for people there, if this it seems very late to you, do more if you want to. This is, as we said, this is for people who are starting for the first marathon and beginners. Um, it's a guideline. It doesn't have to be followed to the yeah. T. You can do which is what you wish as well. So we move on. Last week we had an interesting poll. Andy, we'll ask you this question. Do you wear headphones when running? No. Um, basically, I just, yeah. so, I just don't like them. I don't feel yeah. comfortable. I like to listen to kind of just Modern clear my head. I know I use a lot of times I use runs to just clear well not clear my head but you know I like to just run and not think, think. Yeah. yeah basically so it was a close battle and I don't know if you saw the results um, so we had 60, 65 votes and in third place was depending on the mood with 20% <laughs> in second place with 38.5 was yes and in first place with 41.5 
was no. So only two votes between first and second, uh, depending on the mood, got absolutely annihilated. So yeah, <laughs> he's absolutely disgusted. But anyway, this week we're going to go with another poll and we're going to have this conversation soon enough. And the question is, do you agree with Parkrun's decision to clear the records? All right. So tune in in a few minutes. We're going to have a discussion about Parkrun's decision. So we'll give our view. You can give your view on this vote. So make sure you go into Spotify and click the answers are yes, no, or I don't really care. So you have three answers to pick from. So we move on quickly. This week's interview, you have obviously heard, is with um, Rose Harvey and Steph McCall of Five Mile Easy Podcast. They're not bad runners, lads. They're not bad runners at all. Rose Harvey, 2.23 for the marathon. Uh, Steph McCall, I think, is 2.47 for the marathon. So myself and Brian were, you know, not really... Great runners. We're out of our comfort zone. You're like, oops, okay. I think they're a lot better than us in this host. So they do obviously the podcast. Very interesting. Um, Rose obviously only started running, you know, properly at the start of COVID. Um, she's joined the club. Her first park run was 22 minutes. And now she's run 2.23 and is third at the moment in the Great Britain team for the Olympics. And mm-hmm. Steph is, you know, she's constantly banging out the miles. She's 100 miles a week trying to break that a time in her head that she has to really destroy the marathon, which I think she will probably do shortly as well. So very good interview. Um, make sure you listen to it on the second half of it. So as you may have seen as well, we've had Martin O'Leary back with us again. I read it myself and a very interesting read there from Martin. So Martin's blog is going to be going out regularly again. Um, it was a great uh, part of our podcast last year. And got great feedback. So good to have Martin back on board again this year. Um, and he's tracking his journey, I think, to Cork and Dublin Martins as well this year. So we'll follow his story along the way and uh, it can be inspirational too at times. So yeah. and some some funny bits in there every now and again as well. So. Oh, yeah, he's a, he's a good and fair to him. Uh, mm-hmm. It is enjoyable. So, Andy, this week's competition was Jesus ma- was fucking massive. Some I think it was it. yeah between Instagram Some and reaction. Facebook. Jesus I don't think we've Christ. had as many no entrants and shares and what have you. Yeah, and it was such a sought after um one. So yeah, Andy, I, know, uh, I know I know you wanted to try to win this competition and all, but you're not on social media, so you couldn't even enter it. Um, yeah, no, so it's I a great think, race. So I've I, yeah. I've I've never raced it, but I actually paid Sarah for it one time. Um. And it's such a well-organized event. Oh, Mary, sir. Mary, yeah. Uh, so I yeah. saw Mary entered loads, right? Um, <laughs> because she obviously wants the entries for Andy and herself. But unfortunately, because Andy is employed with the, the million a week wages with Runner's Diary, he cannot end, win this competition, unfortunately. So the competition, which we have not even mentioned yet, is the Adair 10K, which takes place on the 25th of February um, at 1pm in one of the most beautiful villages in Ireland are there. Um, stunning. They're a sold out race, so don't even try to enter the race. Nobody ever try. So, Brian, you can announce the winners. Yeah, so winners were just drawn before we came on here now, and we got Andy to pick out a number, and the lucky winner is Deborah O'Donovan, and she picked Pam O'Donoghue as well. So that's Deborah O'Donovan and Pam O'Donoghue, I believe both are from the West Muskery Club. So best of luck to them there, and we'll be on to, to let you know how you can enter the Adair 10K. 
And again, a massive thank you to West Limerick Athletics Club for that competition because it was a sold out event. To be fair to them, they did not have to do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we thanked them very much and, you know, really appreciate it. And maybe next year we might get in a, a bit earlier even with them and try to get, you know. Golden the, tickets. Yeah, yep. the golden tickets again. <laughs> so this week's competition uh, is in the Corsi AC Five Mile Road Race, which is on the... Sunday the 10th of March at 9.30am in the Gary Lucas Beach. Um, Andy, have you done this one? No, I didn't actually. Was last year the first year I was on? Last year was the first yeah. year, yeah. 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 Um, it to be a good event. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a beautiful, again, beautiful area uh, right on the beach. It's not often you get to finish and start a race on the beach. So, you, you know, it's very unique that way. So, four ways to enter this competition. I think we're going to stick with the four ways now because, you know, has to something come our way. One, like our page. Two, like Shoe Rescue's page. Three, tag your running buddy. And four, share the story on Facebook or share the post on Facebook or share it to your stories on Instagram and tag us. That's it. Um, simple as that. So let's make sure you do that and you will be entered into the competition for the Corsi AC five mile road race. And again, a massive thank you to Corsi AC for um, giving us the competition and on the featured fixtures. Okay, so a bit of a hot topic at the moment and you've mentioned already. So Park Run is very much in the news at the moment. Um, So a lot of stories, a lot of backstories and side stories and everything. But the gist of it is that they've scrapped um, all the records and you would have seen maybe that's filtered through on a lot of news stories and a lot of big names have got involved in discussions Sharon Davies I know in the UK previous Olympian has rode in with her uh, you know some directors have, resp- have um, stepped down from their positions etc so it's rattled the parkrun world a small bit and we're going to have a little chat about it maybe just to see mm. people's thoughts and things like that but again basically it looks like you know, the ethos of parkrun, I suppose, is to be all inclusive and, and uh, you know, a non-competitive environment. But they have always tracked records and course records and age category records and times, etc. So it certainly um, puts a question mark over how people feel about it, I think. So will we throw it out to each other? Yeah, Dan, I, like, and, and, for yeah. me, from looking at it, it's, it is a very mixed um, view people have on it. Some people are absolutely distraught with the fact that the records are gone. There's people who has course records, which are now not there anymore to be seen. Um, age category records, world records, all this, and it's totally gone. And in my point of view, it's about time. And the reason I say that is because Park Run have the ethos of, this is not competitive. There's no winners in this. Everyone's just a finisher. Then why the hell are you taking records and giving people times and putting them in the top 100 and doing this and doing that if it is give your time in the race end the story shouldn't even be technically finished positions given out should just be your time is given off you ran 20 minutes that's it no position where you finished it because if it's non-competitive it does not matter where you finished in it so I know there's a slightly backstory of to why they've done this but they should have done this from day one. That's my point of view. Well, let, let's say the back. Like I know, like the backstory is that there is some issues with, we'll say, transgenders coming into the sport and running under female and breaking records. That's it's kind of like could that have been tackled in a different way? Maybe I think it's the story rather than removing everything. So 
yeah, it's it's a minute. But I, I don't agree with you, but I'm going to, you know, we don't always agree either, but that's Andy. I'll, I'll tell you why I don't agree, but Andy, let you take up the, the story maybe, you know, on your thoughts. Um, my, I was actually thinking this the other day. I think the obvious fix to this was to bring in another category if they had a problem with the transgender and, like, could you not have a trans... Like, I don't... But you see, Andy, that's, that's yeah. But see, here's the problem, right? There, yeah. This is this is not just an issue with Parkland. This is an issue with everything, and they're not getting it because this is too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Subject difficult subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, yeah. You know, it's that's the issue with swimming. It's cycling. It's yeah. even running races at the moment. You know what I mean? So, yeah. well, here's my piece on on my opinion. Right, I don't think it should be removed, I'll t- and the reasons why is that. There isn't medals hanging out. There's no awards handed out. There's no prize money handed out. But if someone still finishes first, right? As I said, you know, I went and took in the park run yesterday myself in my long run and didn't run, you know, just ran around it at an at a, at a easy enough pace. But like after all this is done, I still got a text to tell me where I finished, which was fourth. I still got a text to tell me and an email to tell me that I was first in my age category. So where does this end? You know, like... Everybody knows who came first. You know, we're, we're adults. We're, 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 you know, that's that's what I'm saying. Why do you have to be told what position you were in? That's that's the but point. This is the point. Like, where does it like? So why not? Like, if if we're going down this road, right? What's the next step? Is it a case of because you know if people aren't happy with records, you also have certain people who aren't saying like who are saying, well, I'm not happy that I'm being timed. I'm not happy that I'm being photographed. I'm not happy that I'm being. You know, yeah, but you that, go you go to the race knowing you're going to have it's it's a timed event, it's a timed run. You know, photographs, I like that's you're you're in a public area. You know what I mean? Tough, get over it. Um, but like you got a message saying you were fourth. You mm-hmm. should have just got a message saying you ran twenty fifteen. That's it. No, nothing else. But, but yeah, I agree. If, but that's, yeah. if it's if it's a race, we've got given out to on this uh, on about for me, I got given out to on about the show where I mentioned at the start, which I used to always do at the start, called the first person across the line, the winners, and I got messages from from people involved with park run saying. There's no winners in park run; they're all finishers. So can you please call it the first person across the line? Is and I was like. Okay, I did it for a while, but then I got annoyed, and that's one of the reasons why we could have like park runs aren't races. Yeah, but I still, I still say though, timed event. Like, if we're going down this road, like somebody came first, right? Somebody came first. Somebody has the fastest time at a park run, and while like, I just think if you're removing this, right, stops as you said, stop sending out text messages so that someone came first or fourth or twentieth, and first in their age category, which is still happening. And where does it go to next end at the timing? Because that gets removed. And I can guarantee if it goes down that road, I would say parkrun will, will oh, fall. Like, Andy, this is good because two of you done parkruns. Andy, you you won Tremor Valley. He didn't. He came first. He came, sorry. There's yeah. no winners. First across, basically, there you go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but, but again, right. that's, but that's the point. We're all adults. Like, yeah, I understand that the junior park run. I understand that my own, my daughter's under eighteen. We'll say where it's non competitive environment. It's still a non competitive environment, but there still is someone first. We're adults. Like we shouldn't be getting upset about this. Like you know, my my view on park runs. This is how I see a park run. A park run is a social gathering for people. It's used to bring people into running, as in get them used to a kind of 
I know they want to hear this, a race environment, because that's yeah. what it is. And I personally use it sometimes for, like, say, if you're coming back to fitness, you can use it, mm. do it every few weeks. Yeah. And then you mm-hmm. can see your time because it's on the same course. Mm. So timing to me in parkrun is very important. Everything else outside that, I wouldn't be too pushed. But mm-hmm. that's what I see a parkrun as. Yeah, and I, I 100% right, yeah, agree yeah. with you. And that's what it, that's what parkruns started with. That's what the first parkruns was, was a social gathering of people who just ran and kept their own times at the time at the start. You know, actually, sorry, I didn't think they had someone at the finish. But, like, you know, it was just about going around and you bettering yourself each week that you do it. And that's what it was. Then they started bringing in the records of sub-16s and sub-17s, you know, top 100 yep. records. Nobody needs that. You don't need to have that. I don't know why they've done it. You don't need to have it. Well, I, I think it, I agree with that. Like, the, there's certainly going down through all those levels, but I, I think it is nice to know, like, I, I like stats and figures and, you know, looking up things about races. I've been but doing that long before do this you, podcast do happened. Your race, do your race, which is an actual race. Otherwise, park run, which is what it is, is a social gathering of a timed run. That's it. That's what park run is. If you want but, to get but, your stats for a race, run, and do par- a race. Yeah, but park run, like park run has become the monster it is or become the giant that it is because it has had brought this tech- technology that has been rolled out, and when you when you if you if we want to start the park run tomorrow morning, you know there's a cost associated, but it which mostly gets sponsored. But this technology comes with it, and that's what that's what has made it grow. My son, when he goes to the park run with me, loves getting the text message to see where he got on, and it's it's a bit of a buzz for him. And the next time he goes back, like we're we're competitive with ourselves as well. I agree. I actually do agree with the, you know, like so you'll see articles about the top 100, as you said, the top 10 park run times in the country. That stuff should go without a doubt, but I don't know. I, I disagree with it anyway, but like, again, it, that's that's where we are. It's, it's a mixed mixed views. Yeah. On it, I and look, again, mm-hmm. just people, just go into Spotify, even like if you're listening on Apple or whatever like that, go into Spotify and just, there's a poll on, on our Spotify. Just give it a, an answer. We just like to see what people's point of views on it is. Yeah, I, I just want to say something as well. Like, like we had a women's and sports special, as, as people know in the past there, and like we were very much into promoting that. Unfortunately, I think like, and this is what Sharon Davies' angle was on it when she came into there. With all this kind of, and and again, that's a bigger discussion. We're not going to get into as as you said earlier, but it's women who are losing out here. I think in a lot of cases with this kind of confusion that's coming into the sport now, um, and that needs to be protected. You know, yeah, that's an, that's another, I do agree with yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like that's not. Mm-hmm. There's not an issue there. Hundred percent agree with that. But look, I think this, this is going to rub the for a while. Um, you know, we well, could talk. I could. Yeah. I, we could have a discussion here for the next half an hour about it. But yeah, people yeah. aren't going to listen to it. You know what I mean? I think. So, I think the big thing, though, like again, like big big names have come out, but also there has been people resigned from their positions, mm-hmm. which obviously tells you that all isn't well about the decision either. You know? Oh no! But look, yeah. that's this is there's a, it's a no win situation, and I mean that for, yeah, yeah. for Park Run, it's a no win situation. Like even on here, you know, we're going to agree with some points, disagree with other points, and that's going to happen across the whole world. And what decisions you come with is going to piss somebody off, whichever way you take it. So yeah. it is a no win. But anyway, we'll move on to a bit more news um, on a lighter side. Uh, again, Irish runners is to the four again. So we've got Trudy's uh, in Boston. Uh, Keelan Kilroy uh, ran his a big PB and his first four sub 14 for 5k in 1358. 
And also in Boston, Charlie O'Donovan, has guest, runs 3.54.16, which moves him to eight on the all-time list. So some nice running by the lads over in Boston there. Uh, Charlie's just in fairness, just going from strength to strength at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I, oh, I was actually in with Ken, uh, Ken Nason Wednesday night, and he actually taught me that he reckons that Charlie's in 354 shape. That's okay, impressive. Yeah. I 100% see yeah. it. He was saying that he was racing this weekend. He was like, I think he's in around 354 shape at the moment. And he was spot on. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> yeah, and this, is the man, this is the man that's helping us now on the journey. To this is your coach, yeah. <laughs> he knows his it. stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, in living in France, Nick Greggs in a 2K ran 501.98. Lads, you wouldn't like... <laughs> like 2K. And um, also... Whereas, sorry, Sarah Healy broke the Irish uh, indoor 1500 metre record. She's on an unbelievable form as well at the moment after breaking the 3K record last uh, week, um, running 4.03.83, taking two seconds off the record. So, an unbelievable run. Sarah Levin, that's is just. Yeah, incredible. Incredible athlete. Mm-hmm. So um, consistent as well, yeah. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's raced about two or three times this week. It's just every time you look at it, she's she's after racing. So she's after finishing third in Poland. And I know she was racing earlier today as well, which I think she is maybe second or third as well in that. So she's having an incredible uh, run. Uh, today, but this, some of this is going on as we're recording. So, Roisin Flanagan ran a new national record in the two mile of 9.36.70 in the Mil- Milrose Games, which is an absolute yeah, festival yeah. Of, yeah. of running. Um, it's just incredible, um, massive run. So, I also on that, I got a quick message and I'll just read it quickly. So, uh, Radish Adelecki took another 0.4 off the her national uh, 300 meter record as well in her race as well. There, so as the moment, there is plenty more races going on, but that's what we have at the moment in that. So, you know, plenty and plenty of fast running by the Irish athletes again around the, the world. So, yeah, yeah. I think we'll move to the results section, which is sponsored by Wellbeing Coffee of Glanmire Neptune. So we were out this morning, lads. We went a nice hilly route this morning. We took the 5Ks out for a nice hilly route. Um, so fairness to Owen down below, he thought it was a nice idea to do it. And then he decided not to do it. He decided to, <laughs> to coach the 5Ks, which they went out a nice flat route. So he... Myself and Mark Janine got the blame for taking him along that 5k route, which is not our fault, so we do apologize. <laughs> but I will say this much it's actually a great route to do every once every three weeks. Uh, Andy, you know very well, obviously, going up towards the Pink Bridge. And Pink Bridge, yeah, I saw you on it, yeah. Nice, it is a great route. It's a great route. It's, you know, it's, it's climbs, it's tough, but you have a massive downhill, so it's it's a great way to build some strength. So the saying goes, hills pays the bills, lads. So make sure you get out in the hills. But anyway. The big, big race, I think, of the week. The Armagh International 5K for men, 3K for ladies. And there was also a 3K men's race. Now, I'm going to start with the 3K ladies first. As that was the first race. So um, Megan Davis took the win in 9.19. Carrie Hughes, 9.19. In second, Nandria Bell, 9.21. Did any of you see this one? No, I, I didn't I, actually see him. No, I watched this one. Brian, we actually had an interview. We had the interview that we have today with with the girls on, and I was just before they came on. I was watching this race, and it was he's just neck and neck the whole way. Brilliant race. Um, it's oh, I'd say some scene up there. That's um, briefly at the men's is it uh, Tuppy Ratini uh, 
I'm tempted to take the guess at that. <laughs> One in thirteen forty nine, with James Young in second in thirteen fifty, and Alfie Mantetorp in thirty fifty. 1350 in third. That just shows like the, the two races there, the, how close each of them are. Um, but we got Ronan Wogan who has sent us in a voice note of um the, about the race. So Ronan, over to you. Hi Brian and Damien, it's Ronan here from my own results. Um, just so that I give you a quick uh, report on the Armand International 5K. Absolutely incredible. To be there is just, the atmosphere is just second to none. Very hard to explain the atmosphere when you're not there, but I would recommend for anybody who has not been in our minds and that's 5K to make the trip. Um, I know it can be a bit of a trek for some guys, but it's well worth it. If you know any guys who are anyway fast uh, on top of their game, they should definitely make the trip because... They'll run the time of their lives here. And this year was no exception. A little bit colder. Times are slightly down, but still the men's 5K, Toppy Reitonen, uh, he took it in 13.49. And after that, with 18 under, 18 people under 14 minutes, we had then 130. Imagine 130 people under 15 minutes and 202 under 16 minutes that's 202 out of 210 phenomenal stuff just to see these guys whizzing by you it put the hairs part and stand on the back of your neck uh really is a great atmosphere nighttime racing going around just doing they did four loops all together and then the women's 3k race again just seriously fast 3k just just recognize these times for a women's 3k 919 you know, 919 was the winner, Megan Davies, and just right in her heels, same time, but just about a half a second behind, 919, Carrie Hughes, Cardiff. So they were from everywhere, they were all parts of the world, the UK, Europe, Canada. Uh, they came out uh, and performed incredibly well. Then men's, which is the last race, men's 3K, a lot of up-and-coming talent in this one. Uh, but again, they've travelled from all over the UK and Ireland. So we had Oliver Patton, 8.29. The first Irish guy there was Charlie Jones, Lagan Valley and Tord of 8.33. Um, we had another good performance from a young guy from Drogheda, 8.40. Um, Candor track then as well, 8.43. So great to see some young talent. Um, but again, guys, uh, incredible race, incredible atmosphere. I'd recommend anyone. Just take a look at the videos we have there, my one results Facebook page. And you'll kind of get a flavour of what went on there in the Armagh International 5K. Um, guys, I hope you're in touch soon again with some more race reports. Out, but thanks again. Okay, brilliant report there for Ron. And obviously, Ron was at the finish line with uh, his company there, my run results, to get all that action. Um, again, you know, it's not easy to get up there on a Thursday night. But as he said himself on it, like, if you, if you have any interest in running and you can get there, like it's something you should do. It's on the bucket list to do it because not just that that, that big race, but as as we called out already, there's a couple of races there. It's, it's electric atmosphere all the oh, way around. It looked brilliant. Yeah. I did get did to talk to uh sorry, Emer and Ron in, in the car as they were travelling back uh from the race and they told me a funny story about this race that I think it was from last year that they were talking to the guy who came second last, right? But he had a 20, 20 second PB finishing second last because of the profit of the race and the yeah. quality that dragged him through. And he was like, 
I'm embarrassed, but I just got a, a 20 second PB, you know. <laughs> For sure, Andy. Like, if you look at look at the times of it, you know, I think second last was 17 minutes. Like, there was a fellow, last 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 was last 17 was... minutes, and second last was 16 or something. Like, that, only one that, person. Guy, that guy pulled up, I'd say, because he's you yeah. know, he was he was a couple of seconds back from the second last pace. But, yeah. I think you need. Do you need to have a sub sixteen to to qualify for the race? Did I read that somewhere? Oh, you can't just go up and rock no, up. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no. Can, no yeah. We ask. We we'll ask Rodan for next year to get us two golden tickets. All right. <laughs> we can, well, I have the time recently. Anyway, I still have a sub sixteen, so I I claim that anyway. Um, yeah. So that was a long time ago. That was from the Warriors. The, Warriors. <laughs> the, the TV was black and white at that stage. You know? Wouldn't you love to rock up to this 5K and just run around in a kind of like, you know, 20 minutes behind everybody? Else it's or something not, like it's not, it's, it's, it's a technical course as well because there is speed bumps and there is... There's a lot of turns, yeah. So it's not, it's not a dead flat course and there is a slight, I mean, nothing, but you know, it's not pan flat. So but, yeah, but again, from talking to them, like if you're in the pack, you just got to go. Oh, you're it. just going. Yeah, you're yeah, just dragged yeah. along. You know, it's like cycling. It's just you just yeah. stick with it. But no, it's in fairness. And I was watching while I was watching it, and you were looking at the comments because um, is a sports shoes um had the um the, we're doing the feed for it, what and is, yeah. there was people actually giving out to saying, "Oh, what? Who's doing this?" It was actually being done by the local club who were videoing it themselves, and yeah. they were doing it themselves. And you're like, lads. Cop on, this is literally amateur, like amateur, amateur yeah, runners yeah, so, who are doing yeah. this to try to make people watch it. And there was actually people online giving out about it. Just... I actually think that actually kind of makes it. I, mean, so I didn't I, see it this year, but like last yeah. year, I remember there was a guy off like a back of a bike or a back of a buggy. That's what it was. Yeah. It, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he was literally over yeah. and you could hear him talking, right, turn right there now. And he's talking to the, to oh, the yeah. driver. I remember seeing that, yeah. And they were telling him to speed up and everything, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. gaslight, but no, unbelievable racing. We, um, we have that here in Gwyn every year when Gary Walsh is hanging out the back of my car for yeah. it. So, We'll be yeah. watching out for it this year again. Now we we'll look forward to that. But anyway, we'll move on. There was um, a good few races this weekend. We're not going to go through them all. Just you can check them out on social media yourself. Um, but briefly, there was the um internet or the uh intermediate and masters cross country held today. Um, the winners in the masters was Tim O'Donoghue of East Cork, and in the ladies was Kate Purcell of Rahini Shamrock. In the intermediate, Paul Hartnett of East Cork took the win and um, Amy Green from Finn Valley AC took the win and interviewed it. So well done to everybody who took part in the... Oh yeah. I, free spark. Done, yeah, and I've done, like I know this was a different course, but I went up for it. It is a good event. Intermediate is quite, they don't really get the numbers, but the Masters is a brilliant race. Um, mm-hmm. It's a well, well, well supported race in fairness to it. But yeah. there was also... um. Uh, in uh, Jesus, a national championship on this weekend, which was the Donaghy fifty k. So, guest, recent guest, very recent spoke, guest, spoke about this event. Spoke yeah. of this event and was targeting Circle Ochnan from Danone Harriers AC. Took the win in the ladies in three hours eighteen minutes, which is a new world record for her age category. Finishing. Not far off, I'd say, what was it, nearly 27 minutes ahead of second place. Um, Like, an absolute incredible run for She her. was eight, eight overall, actually, in fairness. Yeah, inc- yeah. Unbelievable run. Um, yeah. In second place was Deirdre Martin from Carrigan Shore in 3.45. Uh, 
and um, I always get this name wrong. I can never pronounce it. Ava McCarthy. Ava McCarthy. I Pass guess those ones. Just yeah. pass them over. Ava McCarthy from Kilo AC. <laughs> Brian's always there for that's great. Uh, yeah. three fifty three twenty four and third in yeah. in the men's. Brian, do you want to go through that? Yeah, men's was the no hires again. So one uh, in the male and female, the no hires were the main club there. Ian Fitzgerald in a time of three hours, four minutes and 43. Again, phenomenal time. And again, he had a bit to spare over second place, John Weldon from Newbridge AC, five minutes behind there in 309. And third from Clane AC, Gavin Kelly in three hours, 13.02. No, we had representatives up there. We had Karen Bevan and Regan up there and they were wearing, well, Rory was definitely because I got pictures of him wearing his uh, runner's diary jumper with pride. And they were actually, he was asked at one stage, was he one of the presenters? Now, they obviously think it's you, Brian, because definitely wouldn't think me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, that's a great compliment for me anyway. I'd say so, Rory, and I'm sure Rory's happy as well. Oh, yeah, very happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Karen had um, a brilliant day out up there. She loved it. Um, she came second in her age category and came sixth overall. So brilliant day for Karen. And it, look, I don't she know, had a super run. And yeah, I, I couldn't believe, actually, and I, I, I've got to be, Honest to God, when I saw her result, just to, like, you know, sometimes you'd say to someone, well done, great run. But like genuinely, when I saw her time, I was like, like, where, like I didn't expect yeah. that. That was a standing run from her. I yeah. was expecting, I mean, because we like we were doing a little bit of um, running with Karen on Saturdays. We'd meet her for eight miles, myself and Mark and Rory would meet mm-hmm. Karen for eight miles. And Karen would do eight miles with us. And then she'd go away and do a 16 miles after it, or, you know. Yeah. And she was, she was getting the pace for us like as and we were not she was literally holding it out and we were like she, she is in great shape so you right, know, I was yeah. absolutely thrilled to get to just reward but they were got plenty of comments about the runners very up there that they listened to us in that neck of the woods so you know we appreciate it's supposed that. to be a yeah, brilliant event by all yeah. accounts as well yeah, yeah, yeah so like it is well, again before i said this like that was on my list that it was a race i was going to do before um but 14 laps though it's the laps. The laps is a killer, yeah. So I'd love to do it. Yeah. Um, I actually don't mind the laps. I actually think... I don't mind the laps either. No. It's good atmosphere, like, yeah. Yeah, you're coming around. You know you're meeting someone every whatever. Um, what is it, 14 laps? It's 50k, so what's that? Oh, 4k. Is it four, four k. So it's yeah, not a case yeah. that you're going around the track. like you know, no, Yeah, it's, it's not, not a small it's loop, yeah. Enough. But it's yeah. also not road. It's yeah. a bit of everything. Yeah, the only other thing I'd say is we'll definitely have to get Sorsha uh, a cap. Yeah. She finished in her cap again, so we'll have to get our runner's diary cap to running, I think. We'll have to check that out there. So <laughs> yeah. uh, stay tuned for more news on, 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 on new gear coming. But anyway, yeah, another um, one. yeah so Jensen, um, Andy, do you want to go through that? As it, this is from your stable, took the win and, and third. Stable, yeah. Um, yeah, so the Jensen 5K uh, was on this morning, BHA event down in Little Island. Um, so I just got through the re- results. First home was Connor McCauley in a time of fifteen ten. He was running Past with guest. Apple. Past guest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, second home was Anthony Mannix in a time of fifteen fourteen, and third home was John Shine in a time of fifteen seventeen. Uh, in the women's, Carl Finn was first home in seventeen thirteen. Uh, Naomi Ludek was second in a time of seventeen forty six, and Nadine Ford was third in a time of seventeen forty eight. Just a comment there. I think that's Carl's third race in the week. I think she she did she, run Thursday night in Armagh. She done Armagh, yeah. Yeah, and she also, I think, either 
first or second, I can't remember, in the trail race last week Yeah, correct. in Yeah, she did. in She won uh, it. Or Imra, second. Imra. Yeah. So like it wasn't the case that she took an easy run either. A tough run in the Imra world and then Thursday night again. And again, today, in fairness, that's some going as well. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable going. And lads, very fast times in that race, isn't it? It's a good course, though. Very I was fast actually chatting race. to the lads. I ran down there from a run this morning. I just bumped into the lads on their cool down. And uh, they, it basically came down to a sprint finish between the three lads. Yeah. yeah. They were kind of ran together and then it was just all hell broke loose near the end. I couldn't make it this morning, but I ran that race last year and it, it, on that course. It's it's a very fast course. Very, yeah. very fast course. Um, I have to comment on, I don't know if you saw Donald Coakley's um, footage again, but he's certainly turned into a great uh, sideline reporter and his son Billy laughing at uh, James Grufferty or something like that as he passed by. So it made good viewing if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Very good. I, 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 we, we looked that up and Donald and Ferris, he's always good for a good laugh anyway off it. Yeah. Um, we head to Mags Hassett now. For her race report on the Schlieg Parkig uh, Imra races that were on this weekend. Um, some mad stuff as per usual. So over to you, Mags. Mags has it here with the race reports from Imra Schlieg Kirkig races on the 10th of February. The base for the Schlieg Kirkig Ultra and Half was top of the rock at German League. The weather gods were kind to us for the duration of both races. The winners of the Schlieg Kirkig Ultra 71.5 km. An elevation of 2,140 metres were female, Leanne van Dijk, two, Deirdre O'Gorman, three, Christine O'Sullivan, male, one, Ender Cloak, two, Barry McAvoy, three, Gavin Byrne. The winners of the Schlee-Korkig half distance 23.5 kilometres, elevation 900 metres, were female, Anita Locke, second, Irene Egan, third, Sorka Kearney, male, first, Nick Hogan, second, Henry Brown, Three, Paul Kennedy. Thanks to race directors Claire Donahue and David Alverton, and also Michal McSweeney and Robbie Williams, and the big team of volunteers who made this a fantastic event. Delicious wood fried pizzas from Pizza Base and beer from Nine White Deer were welcome refreshments after two tough races. Thanks again to Mags Asset for the race report. Uh, it's great to actually have the Imra race reports every week, and you know. She puts a lot of effort in it, so thank you again to Mags. And with that, we will head over to Lindy, who's going to give us a breakdown on some of the other races. Hello, everyone. We will start with cross-country, since the season is now nearly over. Dundalk was the venue for the All-Ireland Masters and Inter-Cross-Country Championships on Sunday. And as you all probably know already, the phenomenal Tim O'Donoghue of East Cork was winning the men's title for a third consecutive year. Northern Ireland clubs made quite an impact, with North Belfast Harriers beating Clonard for the team title and Annadale Striders the third team. Continuing the Northern Irish team, Oma Harriers proved best of the M50 teams. Kate Purcell, runner-up in the Dublin Championships, won the women's title and led Rohini Shamrock to team victory ahead of Finn Valley and Denora Harriers. In the intermediate races, Amy Green of Finn Valley was a clear winner of the women's title, while DCH took the next three places and the team title. East Cork's Paul Hartnett won the men's race with Clonif, the team winners. Just 33 men and 39 women entered these intermediate races. On the day, Dublin took all six county team titles on offer. Turning to the indoors, Sarah Healy of Blackrock broke her second Irish indoor record in the space of a week, 
when clocking 4.03.83 for fifth place in the 1500 metres at the World Indoor Tour Meet in Liévin, France. Healy, who's been based with the Keeley Hodgkinson Group in Wigan since last May, is aiming for a good run at next month's World Indoors in Glasgow. Irish athletes were literally running all over the place in the USA, with the highlight a third place for Mark English in the men's 800 metres at the Milrose Games in New York. His time of 1.46.61, not far off his own Irish indoor record of 1.46.10. Mind you, two days earlier, Kean McPhillips ran even faster than English with a time of 1.46.43. Let's hope for a showdown between both athletes at next weekend's National Indoors, where the men's 1500 metres could also be a thriller with Griggs, Coscorn, Doyle and Kerwin all entered. At the Irish University's Indoor Championships in Abbottstown, DCU retained the women's title for a 17th consecutive year and an 18th time overall. For a fourth year, UL finished runners-up. UCC was third. In the men's competition, DCU was taking a 17th title, with UL winners in 2022, finishing second and MTU third. There wasn't a lot happening on the roads, but in Spain, Hiko Tonosa of Dundrum South Dublin finished 15th at the Barcelona Half Marathon in a time of 63 minutes, 11 seconds. Hugh Armstrong of Balanao was 34th in 64.54. Race winner was the Kenyan Kiwi Bot Candy in 59.22. In County Kildare, Fanula McCormack, who will run in the Olympics later this year, proved the class of the field at the Rathcoffey GAA 5K on Saturday, winning the race in 16 minutes, 37 seconds. A distant second and first man was Shane O'Reilly of Sligo in 18.23. Finally, at the National 50K Championships in Donaghy County, Kildare, Sirka Lochnan of Denor Harriers set a new national women's record of 3.18.04 when finishing first woman in a Denor double Ian Fitzpatrick was overall winner, finishing in 3.03.44. And that's it for this week. Okay, brilliant as always. Really great reports every week. Now from Lindy and another person who's getting our, us out and about there and getting feedback as well uh, about her, her reporting. So much appreciated, Lindy. Thanks for that. Yeah, and just give a quick mention there for um, Faye White, who did the gap of Dunlow um, oh, yeah. this weekend. So I give her a special mention with her lovely runner's diary hat that she was wearing after winning on the competition last week which she was beaming with with them so well done to Faye and well done to Owen who were both running in that half marathon today yeah and just very briefly as well for the people who have won over the last few weeks our free entries to the Coxley Marathon and um, there's several people who won there and um, We'll be get, 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 sorry, getting in contact with you there during the week to give you the idea or details on how you can enter. Um, so we'll be on to you with a code that you can enter the Cork City Marathon with. So apologies for not getting back to you sooner. We're just waiting on that one. Yeah, perfect. Right. That's all the results there. A lot. They're going to, they're going to get busier, lads. They're going to get busier. We're going to have to look at We're going to have to look yeah. at it. But anyway, featured fixtures. So we fly through these because there's quite a few here so we're going to go start with the next week which is or the Sunday coming which is the annual Tommy Ryan Caroline 5 mile road race which takes place 
in obviously Carragher Lane with 11 a.m. start. Um, it's held by Eagle AC and aforementioned um, Karen Bevan and Rory Egan are the race directors for that. So just for that fact alone, go out and support it. So yeah, great race. Also on the same day in Donrell Park, there's a 5K taking place. Um, that's starting at 11 a.m. Again, beautiful uh, scenic place for a run there. Uh, myself and Damon have a date. And I, Andy, was maybe. There t- I was there today. My God, huh? Yeah, I went down to see it today for the first time it's... ever. Beautiful neck of the woods. Jesus. It is Your yeah, first it is. time ever down there, was it? Ever. Ever. Nah, it's a lovely spot. Oh, lovely spot yeah. down there. Um, never it's... there before. Couldn't get over it. I was like, driving in like, Jesus Christ, where does this come from? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, it hasn't been outside the city before. No. So it's... Yeah, so... Yeah, so that's North Cork AC, Sunday the 18th of February. starts at 11am. Again, another lovely race there. So check that one out with North Cork AC. Yeah, next is the Kinsale 10 miler, which takes place on Sunday the 25th at 12pm. Um, so this is held by Riverstick AC. Um, Kinsale, sorry, Riverstick Kinsale AC. And with associated with the Kinsale Community School as well, so great race. This is a very well supported race, good fast race as well. So make sure you get out for that. Yeah, next one. Too late to enter now. The last two tickets were called out earlier, but again, just to give it a shout out for anyone that's going there or if you're going to support it, that's the Adair 10K on the 25th of February, uh, and that takes place at what's the start time there? 1 p.m. 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Yeah, and again, yeah. lovely race, very good 10K race. Uh, I was a good crowd at it as well, yeah. so definitely get out and support it. Yeah, this week's competition, the Corsi AC 5 Mile Road Race, which takes place on Sunday, the 10th of March at 9 a.m. in Gary Lucas Beach. Um, you know, great part of the road, old, 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 head, old head of Kinsale, which would be a grand old get a game of golf while you're out there as well for yourself. <laughs> um, so, no, uh, make sure you sign up again in eventmaster.ie. Up the country we go to Tala. Tala AC annual 5K road race takes place on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. Start time there is 10am, so a great kick-off to your St. Patrick's Day. We'll have a competition again coming up for that one in a couple of weeks' time as well. So again, stay tuned and uh, very best of luck to everybody involved with Tala AC for that one. Yeah, and also another uh, future race that we will have a competition for, and uh, this is a very popular race. Uh, the Mallow 10 mile road race which takes place on uh, March 24th um, so this is look, we've all we've all run this race um, it's very well supported race so this is one we're going to have soon enough as well so stay tuned for that but that will be another big uh, competition yeah uh, to Killarney we go to next again Killarney Valley AC and they have the streets of Killarney that's a 5 mile road race on Good Friday the 29th of March at 6pm so Interesting one there. I'd say that would be well supported as well. So again, check out Eventmaster or Killarney Valley AC uh, social media pages there for more details on that one. We're nearly there. Last, last one. Last I'll ones. take this one because we made a bit of a debut this week. This day. So the Rebel. Handsome did you, you see us? We looked well, didn't we? It was a lovely picture, yeah. <laughs> we looked well, yeah. Yeah, so the race directors of the Rebel Diamond League made an appearance this weekend at the Mallow Park Run just to give it a bit of a push. Um, and talking to Liam there who's the race director for the Mount Hillary Banter 5 miler which is the first race of the series coming up on the 10th of March and already the numbers are you no know, huge um, way up on last year way way up on last year so that's great to hear so there's four races again in the league the Rebel Diamond League it's a novelty kind of kick off now to get a series going again we've lost a lot of series over the last couple of years so Banter 5 miler is the first it's hosted by Mount Hillary SC it's on the 10th of March Drumahan 5k is on the 
20th of April. The Green 5K is on the 12th of May and the Bud Event 4 Miler is on the 17th of May and we will have a competition coming up for entries. So one person will win entries to all four races, which will be a great prize as well. And that 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 Buin five K should be the Buin International five K. Was that fast? <laughs> More expensive permit if you're yeah, international. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. keep it off. So and just to mention local. as well, yeah, just to mention as well, for anyone who runs in all four races, there is a commemorative cup as well, uh, or mug, whatever you'd like to call it. So to be a small gesture to those who run all four. Excellent. Right, that's a, a long episode there lads and so we will move on to our interview which is sponsored by shoe rescue and so uh, again look just go and buy it i'm just that's all i'm going to say so just go and buy it uh you won't regret it so mary is happy that andy has it you know so yeah i spoke to a few people recently again who've come back to me one guy I got a tub last week and more so for his son, his teenage son who has smelly runners and smelly shoes. So <laughs> the, that family are happy now as well. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of happy people, you know, best way to keep everybody happy. Go out and just buy it. So um, this week we obviously have Rose Harvey and Stefan Call, who are hosts of in the English podcast Five Miles Easy. Now Andy, I'll give you a quick competition. How did it come up with the name of Five Mile Easy? How did they come up with that? Yeah. As a, why, where did that, they, why did they use that name? Was that the recovery runs? It was the run. It was where they, if they were on a five mile easy run when they came up with the idea for the podcast. So I was right. I was 100% right. I think he was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, doesn't, just doesn't want to let you win anything. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so really good. Look, I actually, they're, they're, is very interesting. The first international um uh, guests as well um, so you know so make sure you have a listen uh, plenty of good stories in it and um, you must remember a 2.23 and a 2.47 marathon runner definitely worth a listen catch you yeah. on your side Okay this week we're delighted to welcome Rose Harvey and Steph McCall to the podcast uh, a bit like ourselves they've got a podcast running in the UK called 5 Miles Easy so we're going to learn a bit about that uh, we'll learn a bit about who's the brain like in our episode I'm the brains so behind the operation and the look so we'll find out from your side what what which one of us you represent maybe but um Damon is just along for the the spin I think most weeks isn't it Damon that's it yeah exactly but, uh, Rose podcast, and Steph, welcome Thanks very Thanks much. Good to be here. This could be interesting. So, as we said, uh, Rose and Steph have a podcast going in the UK. They are better runners than us. We'll give you that much, all right? Definitely give you that much, and we'll find a bit out a bit more about that as we go on. But as we do with most guests, we're going to start off with a a rapid fire question round, and it kind of gets to know you a small bit in a maybe a more light hearted way. So we'll kick off with that. All right, I'll start off. So we start off with Steph first. So, what's your favorite road treadmill? trail or track definitely road okay nice and easy yeah i'll go with that one rose yeah yeah i think you know what i'm gonna say trail okay i run mainly on the road but i do love getting out on the trails it's okay. it, it is it just makes you forget i think it's morbid doesn't it you just forget everything forget the pace you forget everything you just run I do think. Yeah, and Brian, it just takes you such beautiful places. Yeah, I know the Brian does a small bit. Brian does a small yeah. bit on the trails. And I'd say you say the same, Brian, would you? 
Yeah, absolutely. Like for road for running for races, but treadmill or sorry, trails Trade. is definitely good for the uh, clearing the head and getting away from it at all. I think, all right, for sure. Yeah. Does Question anyone number... ever answer treadmill? <laughs> no, no, no. There's a bit of there's a bit of a slagging going on at the moment, Steph, because we just finished a challenge for January where all our followers and ourselves had a kind of a five k day or more challenge going for the whole month, and uh, I several times over the month relied on the treadmill to get my run done and Damon just didn't buy into it. He wasn't happy no, about it. And I don't I, agree In the it. end, I just kind of deliberately upset him that, to say I'm going on the treadmill <laughs> tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If it's a 31-day challenge in January, the challenge is getting outside and running outside. Sorry, no. All right, we're not going into this now because we've had enough of this the last oh. few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> right, question number two. Favourite shoe brand? We go with Steph first there because I oh, think we're going to know Rose's. Oh, I feel like I've got to say, I've got to say Puma. I mean, like, I I try so many different brands now, so I actually don't have a standout favorite, but Puma's great. What do you What do you race in order matter of interest? <laughs> oh, okay. Recently, I've actually been racing in the on was it Cloud Boom. Yeah, did, yeah, yeah. I really do like them. Okay. Um, yeah. That's it's one of the few carbon shoes I actually haven't tried. Is the on ones because they're very hard to get your hands on in in Ireland. Um, okay. Very hard. Yeah, to get I mean, I think all carbon shoes have kind of all brands have caught up with each other. Yeah. When it comes to carbon now, so if you just try try what you can and then see what works best for you, yeah. I think it's kind of equal playing field. Rose, go on, shock us. <laughs> I mean, there's only one right answer here. Yeah, Puma, all the way. <laughs> wow, shock. <laughs> how, long you, how, how long are you with Puma? How long are you with Puma? Um, I signed with them last spring. So okay. I've been with them for, um, no, sorry. Yeah, just over a year. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Right, this, this one is going to show your age. Miles or kilometres? Rose, we'll go with you first. Miles. Oh, very good. good. Steph? Miles as well, oh, yeah. Excellent. Old school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Who's the most famous person in your phone contacts list? Maybe there isn't one. I say Damien. No, you might have Damien somewhere. No, no, not <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with Rose for this one. Oh, most famous. Um... And it could be famous to you, by the way. Not famous to everybody. Um, probably uh, I'd go Sophie Rewirth probably most well known the BBC presenter yeah very good yeah Yeah, I mean I was thinking her as well because I now have her in my phone book because she was on our podcast Um, yeah I think through the podcast we've got a few more like we're in the same boat yeah we've got Katrina McKernan and a few others like that so we're kind of happy to have those ones as well <laughs> nice. Um, your favorite distance? Go Steph again first. Uh, to race, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, you know what? I'd actually, in terms of distances I've raced, I'd say the half marathon is my favorite, okay. even though I've trained for longer. <laughs> and Rose, marathon, marathon, okay. yeah, marathon any day. Half marathon, Steph, really. Oh my god, it's brutal. I, I would go <laughs> ten miles to half marathon. I just think that's the the sweet spot of where you're not going full out, but you're still putting a bit of effort into it. I think that that's my kind of sweet spot yeah. of it. 
yeah, I do like it. But I'm hoping my answer might change in the next few months. We'll well, you see, see, it's it's, and I will say this was Rose is different for you because you obviously what is it a two twenty three marathon? So like when you when you're running at that and you have a nice PB like that, it that's obviously going to be your favorite race, you know. So I still haven't really conquered a marathon, so that's why yeah. it's not my favorite. I that's the same for me. I feel like the longer the distance the more I should enjoy it. But yeah, I think yeah. when you've had a good race, you like it better. Yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> okay. Rose, do you prefer training in hot or cold weather? Hot. Definitely. Steph is nodding, so I'm going to go hot. Followed up by, are you a morning or evening runner? Rose? Morning. Yeah, Steph? morning for me. Yeah, morning. definitely. Okay. We're getting to near the end of it now. So three people you would like to have a drink or or sit down, have a dinner with and have a chat. Dead or alive, this can be, by the way. So, Steph, we go with you first. And is this sports people? Anything can be. We've had or we've had. We've had. She's who we have recently enough. We had fucking nearly Napoleon and all of (laughs) (laughs) that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, it changed my answer. It's not sports people because number one, Taylor Swift. Number two, gosh, it is hard. There's so many people yeah. I would love to meet. Uh, probably Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And I will go for a sports person as well. Um, David Beckham. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. okay. You can see <laughs> David Beckham. There's no problems. Kind of a very glamorous kind of a trio yeah. there that you picked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, anyone that's there are a lot of people out there. Um, I was going to say David Beckham, but you know, I think Victoria Beckham would be yeah. a great one. Um, Andy Murray, because I He'd just find him hilarious. Crack, yeah, he's so dry. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, third one um, I'm going to say uh, Paula Radcliffe okay okay good one you'd have, nice, you have a nice yeah. glamorous ball there lads like, if you got all limited to me but it wouldn't be a, a McDonald's you'd be going to anyway that's for sure <laughs> right two left favourite yeah. book or movie we go with sports it can be a book or a movie in sports related. Steph, we go with you. Oh my gosh. Um, I know the listeners won't see it, but there's a lot of blank faces here. <laughs> yeah. Um oh gosh. We can you can I, skip I, as well if you need to, there's no pressure. Yeah, I've gone blank for a second. Okay, that's okay. We'll <laughs> we come back to you, okay. Rose. Okay, sports related. My favorite. Now I do I love like reading sports books, but running related specifically, um Dina Castor's book is a real go-to. I just find it's it's really like it's got me out of some really bad training patches and her mindset's just awesome. So mm. I'm gonna say that one. Perfect. Okay. Any runners who haven't read it, read it. Guess it. Okay, okay that's gonna go on the list. Steph, did you think of one there before you move on? Well, it did remind me of, so it's not, it is kind of sport related, but also not, it's more of a psychology one is one that really helped me is Chimp Paradox. Um, so it's more like psychology stuff that um, 
actually Rose does as well, but both of us work with a sports psychologist that's part of um, the chimp management team. So it's okay. kind of all linked with that theory of um, managing yeah. your chimp. So that's been really interesting. I, I like that book. Yeah, excellent. Very good. Last, Last one. one, which is the big one. Uh, if you could take the place of another person in their greatest sport, sporting moment, who would it be and why? No, this could be, I'll give you, we have to give examples for this, all right? So I went with Lionel Messi in the World Cup when they won that. Yeah. Brian went with Packy Bonner for Ireland in, the, in yeah. the 1990, before you were born, World Cup, um, when he saved the penalty in the, in the World Cup quarterfinals. So that's what is any moment, it could be any sporting yeah. moment that you want. I think mine would have to be Paula Radcliffe's. Um, at the time, world record, like yeah. crossing the finish line specifically because the crowds were just absolutely insane. And yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, it's a moment. That's a very I moment. think, yeah, mine's a bit different. I think mine would be Johnny Wilkinson, 2003 Whoa. Rugby World Cup. I think that yeah. would have been really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have, that, geez, that's actually, do you know what I didn't, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked that moment, obviously, but that is a good one to pick. I'll give you that much. Just think of it could have been Johnny Sexton, like if only. But sure, look. <laughs> Good for England. Yeah, exactly. We we we. We right, can promise just... you that yeah, this isn't a, an episode of the chase or mastermind. So that's just to get us into it. Um, <laughs> it is a podcast about running, so we'll jump into that a bit more. No, maybe. So we're going to start off with Rose. So first, okay. So what we're going to do is Rose just give it, give us a brief introduction i know you started running late um so you you didn't get into it kind of till properly till covid i think wasn't it um yeah. but did you dabble before that quite a bit or yeah i actually so i i'd say i first like started running properly when i moved to london um in 2015 so i i moved i was a before i went pro runner i was a, a lawyer and in 2015 i moved to london to start law school and it was really then that I just joined a running club and mainly to kind of meet people. I didn't really know very many people in London at the time. Um, and just to, yeah, get fit, meet people, have a bit of a social life. And there was a running club really near me. So joined that and yeah, got really into it. It was a great community. Mm. I mean, I was very much on the social run kind of level. Didn't mm-hmm. brave the track for a good few years, but that was that was really how I got into it. And um, just to jump in, sorry, Rose, okay. at that time in 2015, roughly what kind of times would you have been running? And just to give people an idea of where you were to where you've come to today, maybe. Um, I think, I mean, I want to say I was doing park run in like 22 minutes, 21 minutes, like around about, I remember, I very distinctly remember breaking 20 minutes after about a year or so. And I thought I had peaked. So the amount, of, <laughs> the, amount of people, the amount of people who are listening now are going, okay, there's hope for us all, maybe. Yeah. No one <laughs> so 22 minute 5k parking was the starting point. Okay, fair enough. And, and did you kind of, did you go into racing then, you know, one of the friends go, right, come on, we go along racing or was it just it started with park runs then to kind of road racing after that? Yeah, I'd done, um, I actually did a charity half marathon Um just a bit before that in a university and that was like the first kind of race I'd ever done uh for that I trained entirely on the treadmill 
She trained entirely on a treadmill. Entirely on the treadmill in the gym. I only went up to 10K and I was like, I've, I've done it. I can do this half marathon. So that was actually the first kind of, I'd done, I'd done that before. And then um, when I moved to London, I think I started, I used to do park run quite a bit. I did a little bit of cross country with the club. Um, and then, yeah, gradually I kind of got dragged into doing some 10Ks. I mean, London's great for it because there are so many races on, you know, in Battersea Park and all the London parks have these races pretty much every weekend. So I started doing a few 10Ks, then worked my way up to the half marathon, did Royal Parks half marathon. Um, I think that was that was kind of one of the first ones I did after moving to London. And yeah, then then tackled London Marathon, and I think the first one I did was must have been like 2016, the year after I started. So I did that, um, and then I, I yeah, I was hooked on it. I used to love doing. I actually because I worked pretty bad hours, I couldn't do many of the weekday training sessions, but I could always make the weekend long run with the club. So I used to go out and do that at the weekend, and then kind of got sucked into the marathon training. So you went from pretty much coach to marathon in your first year, effectively. So really, is it like, as in like, you know, you didn't, you just started off and it's like, yeah, just dabbled straight into the marathon. Most people like Steph, I think, Steph, you have a cross country background, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, just a sort of a typical, probably junior to senior progression, like track and cross country when I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And I did listen to a few of your episodes and I, you did you got yourself the in an English vest, wasn't it, at one stage? Um yeah. from from sort of cross country, wasn't it? And um yeah. do you still love cross country in a way? Is it like would you wish you could go back now to, to run it again? Um, I think it still has a bit of a place in my heart, but I don't know, it's just such a different sport. I did a cross country, I think, in November. And I would say in the last few months, like I felt pretty fit, but in this cross country race, I was just like, wow, I don't know how I used to do this because you're just using like completely different muscles. to when you're training on the road, um, yeah, it's just like a different fitness completely. Like it was just the hills and the mud draining my legs. And I just couldn't remember that pain from before. Um, so I think I've probably... I don't know, like, I'll still do it for fun, but I think, you know, I'm training for other things now, so it's, I, I don't see it ever really being a huge part of my... Right. And what what drew you into athletics, Steph, at the start? Was it just, is it school again, like a lot of people? Yeah, I mean, I was just really sporty when I was younger, so, like, in primary school, I was just kind of on all the sports teams, and then when I went to secondary school... Like I wanted to do the same, like even even sports that I hated. I was like, I want to be on that team. Um, so that kind of fell into cross country when I was in, I think, year nine. Um, I actually didn't really have much endurance before that. I was quite like fast over shorter sprints. So like netball, I could like sprint fast, but I wasn't very good at running for a long time. And it wasn't until interestingly I had the opportunity to ball girl at Queen's um when I was 13 and I was one of the ball girls that are like sitting at the net and like run across the court and that like the training for that was like months 
um and that actually like got me fit in terms of having more stamina and then it was after that I was like oh I can run without being as tired so then I tried out for the cross-country team in year nine and made that team and kind of progressed a bit and yeah just kind of went from there really and joined the athletics club a couple of years after that I, I would love to know what the training was like for that uh, for that ball girl. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun <laughs> yeah Jeez, that's a, that sounds a good crack um yeah. rose again, sorry, sorry just Steph, Steph just to give us an idea of where you are now in terms of running like what would be your times roughly now in some of the distances um so for the marathon my personal best is 244 I mean I've been trying to break 240 for like I've done five marathons in every marathon. I'm like, I want to break 240 and I know I'm capable of that. So it's just like very much unfinished business of kind of breaking that barrier and then going from there. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and then half marathons, like 75 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And Rose, like just to take it back to your story. So like, as you said, you started off a 22 minute park runner. Two years later, you're the first British woman home at the London Marathon in a time of 227 was it or something was it 229 no yeah right. 227 yeah like at what stage yeah, was... yeah. no i just a few uh, more years than that but <laughs> but like at what stage did you realize okay i'm not just that ordinary park runner anymore i'm no you know looking at national titles or whatever it may be it was honestly it didn't really hit until um it was i ran a marathon in was kind of still when we were in lockdown it was 2021 in cheshire and it was one of those races that was a bit fringe on the rules it was called an elite race so they could put it on during lockdown um i, I was near i was nearly there rose i was very nearly there what my, my training partner at the time Eva cook um won that race and i was actually yes, supposed I, yeah i was supposed to be going over with her to run it as well but oh, no. uh, yeah, but we were I was we were told to work that you're not you know obviously you're not allowed to go. I wasn't allowed to go, so Aoife then went over on her own. But I was that close to being there, r- running oh, that race. <laughs> it was hell. You didn't yeah. honestly. It, it was horrible. <laughs> Just laps around this country road with no crowds. It was yeah a real one for the mental toughness bank yeah the funny um, thing about that is we're all actually very familiar with that race because at the time as you know there wasn't many sporting events and i remember like me and the whole running community here in ireland tuning in to watch this the little bits of clips that were coming through mm. and like you know even in the grapevine of our own chat groups people saying oh Eve has gone through halfway and she's leading or whatever it may be and news was filtering back so it's a race that actually sticks out oh, bizarre, wow. bizarrely for a lot of people here you know yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. It was one of the only ones that, I mean, it was the only race I could find to do. Yeah. Um, but it was, yeah, it was, I mean, it was great given that there wasn't much else on. Um, but it was only really then, I think prior to that, I'd started kind of taking training more seriously during lockdown. And I hadn't had any races. So there weren't really any benchmarks. And obviously I knew, you know, I knew I was, getting closer and I knew kind of what time I was aiming for this in, in this marathon but hadn't really like processed what it would mean until I did that and then off the back of that marathon I was selected to run for England and that was kind of the moment I was like wow this is this is awesome I've got to you know make the most of this opportunity and kind of see see where I can go with it um it 
typical week of training for you both, all right? So I know you used to train quite a bit with each other, but I think now you're you different uh, areas at the moment. Steph, what would a typical week look like? And we just we'd say if you're training for uh, a marathon now at the moment, what yeah. would it be? Um, so I'll generally have three, I'd say like three sort of session or harder days a week, um, which includes a long run. So Tuesday, I would do um, intervals because always try and keep up speed work, even when training for marathons. So yeah, shorter reps, sort of a standard session, like K reps, mile reps, whatever. Um, Friday, when I'm marathon training, actually Friday becomes, it will normally be like my tempo session, but it then doubles up as like my long run day. So I'll do like a long run session. So it'll be like a really long tempo that then with the warm up and cool down will total like over 20 miles. So that ends up being the long run day. And then Sunday would be more of like a medium long run. So maybe like 15 miles. Mm. Um, but more at just kind of running to feel so it can be easy to sort of steady pace. Um, and then every other day, so Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday are all easy days. Um, I generally double run most days, but Saturday is kind of the day that I do take it easier. So I might rest on that day if I'm super tired or just it'll just be like a single run day. And what's um, your weekly mileage roughly on average? Uh, about 100. Okay. On average, yeah. And, and a question I like, and I'll ask you as well, Rose, in a second. Uh, what's your easy pace? Like, as in, when you're, when you're running easy, yeah, what's, yeah. When, yeah, what would it be? Um, so it will depend how I feel. Like, I really don't look at my watch when I am mm. running easy. So sometimes I'll feel really fresh and I'll kind of be bouncing along and it'll be super easy. It might be like, I don't know, like 7 15, um, mm. and that will feel easy. But then some days I'll be tired and it's close, it's like eight minute miling. Um, so, yeah, it really does depend. I don't, I don't like to think, okay, this is my easy run pace. I must hit it because yeah. some days actually that would feel hard. No, and that, um, that's the answer I was kind of looking for. <laughs> so, that was, it's like the same as, and I know myself and Brian would be the same. Like, I literally would go out and I'll just run. There's some days I run 8.30s, and there's some days I'll be like you, 7.10s. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I've never, when I used to be before years ago, go below sevens, and it's like, no, that's not easy. When you're going sub sevens, is never easy in it, you know? Rose, a typical week for yourself? Not too dissimilar, actually. I do Tuesday when I'm marathon training, Tuesday or sometimes Wednesday is a bigger interval session. So typically anywhere between 8 and 12 miles of volume, uh, shorter, faster reps. And then Friday is Friday's my speed work day. So that will be a shorter shorter session but fast reps normally on the track 300s 400s that kind of thing and then just to get a bit of leg turnover and then the weekend Sunday I have a long run or a long run session so that will be when I'm in peak marathon training it's normally either two and a half hours 245 long run or I'll do a long tempo workout that will end up being around kind of 22 24 miles so that's those are my sessions and then yeah other days are easy um normally around 100 miles as well when i'm in marathon build-ups um and but, what's your, and, yeah, and what's your easy, easy running 
very similar. I mean, Steph, yeah. Steph and I do a lot of our easy runs together. So <laughs> we run about the same pace, yeah. but anywhere between kind of 7.15 and then my doubles, I tend to do a bit slower. Yeah. Um, so you obviously, as you just said, Rose, you do a lot of running together. So I'm taking that's where the idea for the podcast, Five Miles Easy, then came from, which yeah. I think people might guess where the name then came from. Um, but explain it a little bit. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So Steph and I came up with the idea running. It was actually Steph who said, um, you know what, one day I've really been wanting to start a podcast and I'd been thinking the same thing. And I'd literally, about a few weeks before she said this, I'd started a YouTube channel, not very successfully. It's a lot harder than it looks. And so I said, I was like, oh, I really want to, do it with someone you know I wanted to do it but it's just not that fun by yourself so um anyway that was that was how the podcast idea was born and we our double runs are normally five miles easy so we do those together (laughs) we brainstorm put the world to rights and yeah now talk about the podcast yeah it's a gas Steph, because like, you know, you say the other way, you thought about it a few weeks and that's pretty much exactly what myself and Brian's was as well. I ran Brian one day, said, I think of doing a podcast and he, he, Brian had a small runner's diary originally, which, you know, was just cock results he would go through and it, Brian, I think was it 20, yeah, 20, 20, it was like just the results rolled up really, like, you know. And then I rang him going, how did you do this? How did you set this up? And then he rang me a few months later. Come on, we'll just join in and we it is yeah. what it is. No, but it's amazing like how it just gets your mind off a lot of things. And then you just, you start to end up venting to each other nearly a lot through the podcast as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> therapy sometimes. Yeah. I think. <laughs> when we have our catch up. Yeah. And is your podcast a weekly episode or does it go kind of sporadically or what's the structure of it? Yeah. I mean, so far we've had two seasons where within each season it'll be weekly episodes and then a short break and we finished the second season just before Christmas so we've had a bit of a longer break just because we've both been away um but yeah we're looking forward to getting back for starting more episodes not in a few weeks time so yeah and just for people what's what's your format of the is it um guest on interviews the whole way through it or do or what kind of topics do you touch on uh we like it to be um quite a big range just to appeal to a wide audience so some of it well something that kind of feeds through all the episodes is sort of following both our personal running journeys um so we always catch up at the beginning of each episode and even when we've got a guest on so then yeah most weeks we'll have a guest which could be like a pro runner um, a specialist in a certain field, like a physio or doctor, um, and then um, also just really inspirational people that love running and have a cool story to tell. Uh, so yeah, like quite quite a wide range. It's not kind of mm. one specific theme, um, but I think that's also because we want to hear the stories as well and yeah. learn, yeah. not just mm. we you know we want the audience to hear it, but it's actually super interesting for both of us. Oh, it, yeah. it becomes yeah. your own little like I, I I think I love this subject and I hope other people like it you know in your head you're like I hope they like it as well <laughs> yeah. uh, and it, it becomes as you use it like it becomes your own therapy as well when you're listening to some of these people and I will say it's some of the stories and not so much even the pro athletes or the very good runners it's the 
the normal Joe Soap who has the stories, they're the ones you actually get the most and from most from. Yeah, definitely. Um, we won't. I won't put you on your spot with your favorite guest because we couldn't. Ha you like they're like a children, you know. You don't have a favorite guest. Um, but what's kind of like what what topic interested you most even before you started at Rose? Was there anything that you said that from day one I really
potentially could qualify and then it's a is it a committee that picks the winner picks the people that go forward is it or how does it work in the UK we have a British Athletics have a selection panel and essentially anyone with the uh with the standard which is 226 can technically be selected I mean it's an awesome time for British female marathon running because loads of people have the time not so awesome if you're trying to get selected because <laughs> you got a you got a hard job. Um, but yeah, we've we've. Well, I mean, it's awesome. There, there are quite a few uh, British women with the time, so just kind of wait and see. I mean, the, the whole load of criteria that they look at, um, and the final selection is end of April. So the window is quite a quite a long okay. long yeah. window. Um, and still a couple of fast marathons to go, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's 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 a horrible. I I do think these committees that we've like we had Sergio Cabello before, who was third in the rankings, and then someone else got picked of him over that, and there was a bit of blue murder over it. Like it's just they're horrible. It should be just the top three, and I know like like you know I know Rose, someone might run faster than you, and then you can go grand. They ran faster than me, but you know these. Panels are a pain to hold. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's what's your thoughts on the American format that happened last weekend, where it's all on the day? Would you think that would be a good thing to see, or maybe not? I mean, personally, I would love that because you just you know where you know what you got to do, and yeah, it's not it's not good if you can't get fit in time, and that kind of sucks. But at least it's at least you you know it's fair, and you know yeah. exactly what you got to do a long way out. And you know, if you get injured or get sick or are not fit for it, that's sport. Yeah. And you can, I think you can kind of take it. But I guess it's, I mean, it it works really well in America because there's a huge depth in mm-hmm. the marathon. Uh, they've got America just have so many, so many more people, so so, so many more runners, and yeah. the kind of opportunity for a trial here is. Is, is so much easier to hold you know they've got the good weather at the right time of year and it's yeah it's, a, it's not quite as easy in in the uk i think a trial in february would be brilliant for the spectators to watch you blow running into a gale force wind and it's just like oh, get me over there <laughs> steph yeah. what for, for yourself like from kind of is there the outside looking in how how do you find the um uh, the UK athletics at the moment, especially the women's team. It's like I th- from all levels, it's it is very exciting. Same with Ireland as well. Yeah. And you know, it's very exciting to see the women's racing actually just progress and progress every single year. Yeah, I mean I think it's so exciting and inspirational. And I think it when people kind of push that limit, because I mean it was only a few years ago where if anyone was breaking two thirty for the marathon as a female, it was like, oh my gosh, you've broken two thirty. Whereas now it's like you know, you've got to be going under 225 to be within the top females. So I think that's so exciting. And as soon as one person does it, I think it opens up the idea to like, oh, I can do it too. And that's why more and more people are achieving those times. So yeah, I think it's so cool. But on the topic of selection, I was going to say like, after watching the US trials on the weekend, like it's, it is crazy. Like I think not only is that a fairer way to select the team, but also it raises the profile of the sport. I think, you know, if you're not heavily involved in athletics, you would have no clue, like, how people are selected for the Olympics because, yeah, it just, it's 
something that it's very like weird details that only you know if you're really involved or you're researching it whereas actually if you have this commercial and like advertised trials event then you're going to bring more people into the sport and get excited about it. and it's like wow those top three are going to the olympics like that's so fun but yeah it's i think it's a, a bit weird but it's like the super bowl of athletics and it's really do you know what i mean <laughs> because it's it's only really held in america like the super bowl and yeah. you know loads of people watch it and think they'd be they should everyone should do it but nobody's actually going to do it uh, but yeah. you're right you're, you're right because I, I actually followed one or two um i don't know i just kind of accidentally came across them on YouTube. Um, I don't know if they were actually Netflix shows or what, but there was a few, um, we'd say, competitors that they followed in the weeks building up to it. And, I, you know, one guy was a doctor and they showed him arriving at the office and, you know, he was just after running that morning. And, you know, you get to see the inside story to somebody's, and they were only kind of like people who were going to be competing in the trail, you know. So it was definitely mm-hmm. kind of good spectator kind of viewing around it, right, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, quick question for you about We'll say running in 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 Britain, like I'm going to be doing the Manchester Marathon soon. As I said, I've done the London Marathon. Within Ireland, we have like Dublin is obviously the big one, but then after that, you know, people kind of go searching around in Amsterdam and all these ones that you'd know of. Um, any recommendations for what are the best races to attend in the UK? Oh, I mean, London Marathon has to be at, at the top. I think I don't think anything compares to in the UK to London marathon and I'm not sure whether that's part of that is because I'm biased because I live there and so running around the streets of your hometown with all your friends and family there is Mm -hmm. really special but I am a bit biased because I love I I live in London and and love it Um, and and, and you and you run well there yeah that definitely helps (laughs) yeah but I would I've not run well there and I would still say London is the best race like I think it's no matter what, if you're having uh, a good or bad day, like the atmosphere is so incredible. Yeah. And I think even watching it when you just like we throw on here and BBC here and you're just it's just it usually seems to get the weather as well for it half decent weather, you know what I mean? And the crowds are four, five, six, seven deep in some places and it's just it's just looks absolutely mad. I love the out and back section when you see all the other fast runners coming this way and yeah. the other runners going that way, it's just like Christ, it's just mile unreal. thirteen and eighteen, isn't it? Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. just it is so it fun. is it is spectacular. Um Steph, what's in the future for you this year? Um yeah, I've got a bit of a different year this year. I'm training for my first ultra marathon. So that's coming up in mid April. Um what distance yeah. in the ultra? It's uh thirty five miles or fifty six K. Um so yeah, not crazy crazy ultra but like you know a nice step into the ultra world see if I like it um yeah and it is different because it's hilly a hilly course it's on the road uh but yeah it's it'll it'll be fun I'm looking forward I'm really looking forward to just doing something different but I'm loving the training so far so yeah and has your training changed since that like have you have you know you were saying your long runs are between you know with your 10 mile or with your tempo yeah. in the middle and easy on the side mm-hmm. have you had to adjust your training then to accommodate this um so i mean i had a good conversation with my coach and he basically said you know we want to we don't want to overcomplicate things and make it hugely different to, to what you're used to but obviously there needs to be some changes because like i don't run any hills normally and 
and it's obviously longer than I've ever run so I need to be prepared for that so the only thing that's really changing is that Friday run that I mentioned where um so for example tomorrow I've got a three hour climb on feet run but I'm doing it in the Surrey Hills which is yeah as the name suggests the hilly area (laughs) um so yeah it's gonna be three hours at like a pace not like super super hard but kind of like a steady pace um I'm gonna try and aim for about like three hour marathon pace (laughs) that's my target I'll try and I'm wanting to reach a marathon tomorrow in three hours but there are hills so we'll just we'll see how it goes there's no pressure really um so yeah this is stuff like that and then like last week I did a 30k progression run and again I did that in Richmond Park which is like kind of hilly people call apparently I now need to see Richmond Park as having bumps not hills but in my head there's still hills but yeah so stuff like that whereas I'd normally do all my faster stuff completely flat so yeah just changing that hills hills pays the bills yeah apparently so So, yeah (laughs) we'll see (laughs) I'm going to ask you one or bit more question maybe um we have a lot of people listening in at the moment because the journey here to the cork marathon is well and truly started with 16 weeks to go i think after this weekend and we're going out with a kind of a special training plan for people to help them you know work their way down the last 16 weeks but if you were to give one or maybe one or two real tips to an everyday runner what would it be uh, to get them through the marathon training and the marathon itself rose we'll go with you first for that um, I would say, I mean, obviously build up to this slowly, but work towards getting the end of your long runs at marathon pace. So, you know, I'll obviously don't, don't, don't go for this in your, in week one, but, mm-hmm. um, when you start getting, getting your long runs up and up to, you know, the high teens, try and just the last few miles pick up the pace a bit to kind of somewhere near your marathon pace and you know, even just work work towards that. So start by just taking up the pace a few seconds per mile at the end and then gradually build up. But it will just really help you kind of be able to work through the last bit because it's it's the last 10K that gets everyone. So if you can kind of focus on training for that bit, it will really help you and practice your drinks. Or fluids or gels or whatever you're taking yeah. on the marathon. Yeah, yeah. and I think that that probably is a yeah that probably is a failure of a lot of people. I would think you know they leave it to the very last run, maybe before the marathon, or don't at all. Maybe yeah, they don't practice with it. So good, good one there. Yeah, definitely. Steph, um, I would say so. If it do you say it's sixteen weeks? What this weekend? Yeah, so it's sixteen um, weeks now on Monday. So the plan we're going, and we we put out our first one tomorrow for it, but. It's like the first four weeks for them is just for everyone. We're putting out it's just gonna be nice building a base. It's there's no speed yeah. work, there's no it's just build a base, get 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 yourself settled into running consistent, which for me is my kind of tip to a lot of beginner remark, be consistent. If you need to be four days a week, be four days a week. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say it's still sixteen weeks, but this is the time where you wanna kind of be prepared and have a plan in place. So whether you've got a coach or you can download a decent training plan just have that structure there because it holds you accountable and if you can sort of tick those sessions off right from the beginning like you say you're building into it gradually you're not going to suddenly get to like five weeks to go and be like oh my god I need to now 
tram in all these long runs that my body is not yet used to whereas if you start you know 16 weeks in advance you can you get used to it nice and slowly and you can tick them off um you're still prepared and on top of the training and I, I know steph you said you have a coach rose do, rose do you have a your coach as well or are you yeah coach yourself you have your you both have coaches and are yeah. you which are you with your coaches a long term is it a short term um i've been with my coach since but yeah just uh, about 18 months okay just over yeah yeah and steph you're yeah i've been with mine yeah all, almost two years now yeah, yeah. I, do, I do think the coaches are such an important aspect as well because you know again i know you said they're accountable but you have to answer back to them you mm-hmm. know you have to give honest feedback to them and they're they're trying to work with you as much as they can but like for anybody's well doing any plans or anything like that is i think the coaches are a very very important tool to runners and to definitely benefit massively yeah i think so i mean i think you can know you can have all the knowledge in the world and you know we probably have the tools to be able to coach ourselves but i would hate that like i need someone to hold me accountable rein me in just give me guidance and just someone to bounce off and someone that i trust and yeah so I think it's really important to have someone there. And was yours is your is your coach, is it all online that you're kind of doing it on over the phone? Uh yeah, well he lives on the Isle of Wight, so yeah, it's remote. Um, but we're on the phone probably every couple of days. Yeah, he's we love the phone call, so okay. that's kind of our main thing and WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah. But, and yeah. Rose yourself? My coach, I've I've got two coaches, but their husband and wife, they're based in America, which is well, I'm out here at the moment. So I do training camps, come out and spend some time with my coaches, but otherwise it's all remote, uh, but speak a lot. And yeah, they're very involved, involved in my training and check on me every session, make sure I'm doing the right thing. Make sure you're not lying to them. How was that session? Oh yeah, it was great. Forget to tell them that you were getting sick in a, bu- in a, in a bucket or something <laughs> after it. <laughs> <laughs> guys it's been absolutely brilliant i suppose just for finally for anyone listening in how can they find out more about rose and steph or the podcast maybe well five miles easy is on spotify apple and youtube and um we and the podcast are all on instagram so you can follow our journeys and everything on there um we put lots of tips and tricks up on the podcast instagram so we've got a good good social channel going, but yeah, main main places to find five miles easier. The usual it's, podcast, it's the channels. usual podcast. But wherever right. you find a runner's diary, you'll find five miles easier. <laughs> yeah. so just listen yeah. to both of us now. That's the most important thing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pick one over the other because we're all equal. <laughs> yeah, you probably have time to quickly catch up on all the episodes so far before we kick off the next season. And just out of a matter of interest, because we've never we we don't do seasons. We literally we've I think we're on week eighty now. I think we've missed three weeks in eighty two, week, uh, two, two years. Two years. Wow. Um, so how did as in what's the season? Is it eight episodes? Is it twelve episodes? Or uh, well, the first one was ten, and then the second one was actually eight, just because it timed well with ending at Christmas. So um, yeah, we're still trying to like work out what's best in terms of that sort of thing but yeah yeah 18 episodes and and getting guests isn't easy sure it's not (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah 
we've done really well. We're eighty weeks in, and we we keep saying we're going to run out, we're going to run out, but we haven't yet. So, and yeah. we still have a few more lined up as well. So, we're kind of no. still going. Yeah. But girls, look, really appreciate it. Um, especially taking your time out. I know you're very busy, Steph. You have a long run tomorrow, and Rose, you're in. Where are you actually? Sunny, because it is so bright here. New yeah. Mexico. They were, oh, Jesus, so you could nice. see the brightness. I was like, there's no darkness. It's <laughs> not nighttime over here. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a nice, luxurious place. I'm looking out here and it's absolutely pissing rain. And oh, not, we're not oh. half jealous. <laughs> but look, best of luck with your training. Best of luck with the podcast. And oh. no doubt we will catch up with you again at some stage. Thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, thank you very much for having us. Yeah, great. Listen, um, it'll be interesting to watch their journey over the coming weeks now as well. And Rose, obviously, as you said, sitting in third place in the Great Britain Marathon team at the moment. Uh, as you said, very competitive, obviously, in Great Britain. Uh, she's hoping that she'll hang on to that place and get through. So we'll keep an eye on that. And it'll be great to say that we had another Olympian, hopefully, yeah, uh, on the podcast again, um, if she makes that. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully next week we will be able to say we have another Olympian with... One of Andy Goulding's stable mates going as well. So, oh, I thought you were talking about me. Past <laughs> guest Ryan Creech is on his way out with Andy. So, he's going to have a good wallop off that race as well. So, we wish him the very best of luck and to everybody else doing Seville. And, Andy, to you, thank you. Very best of luck. Uh, and we better get a report, Andy, because there's a huge. Irish crowd going over and we want to you'll have to there is actually a huge we, we you need interviews and everything for us I think next week yeah yes yes I'll so bring just... the uh, I'll bring the the podcast to the sunny side of Seville yeah, yeah exactly it's just that's all we ask like you know you're, you're paid millions a week you might as well do something for us like yeah um, well I suppose you did pay for my entry and my flights and my accommodation so look again another busy episode um, with plenty coming up as well over the next few weeks make sure you tune into our YouTube channel and like it and subscribe to it please um, it actually helps us an awful lot if you do so um, also Check out our poll on Spotify and also, you know, hit us an old like on Spotify and Apple as well. And, you know, give us an old five star. Yeah, definitely. And I can't say it. I can't wait to get this one out there, but we have another huge announcement coming very, very soon. Um, but we can't say it just yet. But watch this space again in the next couple of weeks. We'll be coming out with a very big announcement. Um, so we're constantly thinking, we're constantly talking and we're constantly looking to improve. And if people have suggestions, uh, we're only too happy to hear them as well so give us your feedback too yep perfect Andy thank you very much thanks for watching wishing thank you, you and we'll be cheering you on next week Andy yep, 100%. yeah 100% and also again look massive thank you to Pillar a massive thank you to Shoe Rescue and a massive thank you to Wellbeing Coffee but also more importantly a massive thank you to all the listeners so, good night till next week bye